0: hello everyone and welcome to hurry and yell podcast number 20. Uh, today we are gonna go a little bit go over the Super Bowl a little bit. We're gonna have our random question sponsored by anyone out there who wants to be a sponsor of something as awesome as a random question. talk a little college basketball, drink a little beer have a little fun.
1: Today we are drinking America. Well, you are drinking Budweiser. I am drinking water. I will not drink Budweiser. Um, it just—it I don't agree. It doesn't agree with me. Uh, and we didn't uh, get ourselves a fine local craft brew this time. Uh, you know, we were doing a morning hike, and uh, we didn't
0: have time to go to the uh, to the store to pick up a beer. So. Where
1: I'm drinking the world-renowned king of beers, Budweiser. This, is, uh, this podcast is also brought to you by Barbecue Ribs, which are on the grill right now, um, and will be for probably another hour. By the end of this podcast, we'll be able to eat some succulent meat. There's two types of ribs on the grill, baby back, and then uh, country style, which is boneless. Country style ribs are what my dad likes to barbecue. Um, the first time I cooked them, I overcooked the shit out of them.
0: Uh, so. Uh, by uh, the way, the overcooker of ribs is Patrick, and I am Brian, and, uh, we are going to be.
1: I have overcooked ribs maybe twice. I, I resent that title. One of them, I was drunk and tailgating and forgot that I was grilling ribs. Things happen. Which game was that?
0: Um. Because I know I was there. If you were tailgating, I was there. It was there. The Seahawks game. Probably the Seahawks-Cardinals game from, what, 2011? And... Yeah.
1: That sound right?
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, man, that was a long time ago. Tequila. Tequila and orange juice, our morning cocktail of choice when we tailgate.
1: That might have been, no, it might have been Raiders 2014. Do you remember that
0: game? I do remember that game where we were on the, uh, extra seating.
1: Yeah,
0: the one where John Ryan had to kick a field goal. Did he? Oh, it was blocked and returned for a touchdown by Oakland at the end of the half. But is that what went wrong? Mm hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think so. Or he misstepped or something or, or the holder, obviously since John Ryan was the holder, the hold- there was something wrong with the holder or something, but yeah, there was something wrong with the kick because, uh, there was an injury to house. and John Ryan had
1: to kick. Wow, I don't remember that. I remember, oh. I remember the block kick. Oh my god, I remember something about the Seahawks that you don't. Yeah, Actually, I think I was pretty sober for that one, so I don't think that was a burned rib. But we, I burned the shit out of
0: it. I remember, yeah. but I still ate them because I was not sober. So we're going to talk a little bit right now about the Super Bowl. We uh, we got a half right. We got a, we got the the Patriots right, and it was a close game, and I think. I think we said it was going to be a close game.
1: Yeah, we did.
0: Um, I think that... How many penalties were called on the Patriots? One?
1: I'm not going to buy into the whole thing. The refs were biased at all. Uh, They're just a more disciplined team. Yeah,
0: Jacksonville, they're young. They're young, they're wild. They let their emotions get the best of them sometimes. And it leads to... Um, a lot of dumb
1: penalties learning experience for them and that coaching staff I think cuz they uh they kind of tightened up in the in the second half I got and conservative I don't I don't understand why you do that when you know the Patriots are going to make a run like play to win yep you don't you don't play not
0: to lose you play to win don't get conservative when, you know, going all out is what got you there. And Blake Bortles actually, for the first three quarters, was a very serviceable, if not downright good quarterback.
1: The thing is that they ran out of plays. Somebody on Twitter uh, made a breakdown on their different plays they ran in the fourth quarter and how repetitive they got.
0: Who's the offensive coordinator for them? Uh,
1: some, some son of somebody. Uh Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, the son of Paul Hackett. Is it, is it really? I think so, yeah. Uh, Paul Hackett was the coach at USC before Pete Carroll. I believe he went 6-6 six and six every year. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, Nathaniel Hackett. And I was never a Paul Hackett fan at all. Um, ever. He, wow. Yeah, he coached SC from 98 to 2000. He's one
0: of the—it surprised me that he didn't coach UCLA with how little he did with how much talent he had. Although he did have Petros at running I mean, back late, for late
1: 2000s SC wasn't in great shape. but he took, Late 90s? Yeah, that's what I meant. yeah late 90s. When I mean, he took over a good program, he slowly just drove it into the ground. Who was the— Coach before? John Robinson. He That's came right. back, took him to Rose Bowl, That's right. and then um he left to coach UNLV after a brief retirement. Um wanted to go to Vegas,
0: make some wagers.
1: Yep. And uh yeah, so uh, Nathaniel Hackett I believe is a younger guy and he yes. showed um we also really, I, got, I really got wrong the NFC Championship. And I think I keep, I, I will not underestimate Doug Peterson again. Because I did it again. I underestimated how well he can game plan. You he said he was going to get too cute. I thought, it, I thought that the Vikings would just, they'd find a way to deal with it. And they didn't. They got that, killed. That pick six hurt him.
0: Because didn't Minnesota score first?
1: And went right down the field and scored. And um, when that happened, you you knew that things were going to get bad. When Case Keenum,
0: Keenum, you could just tell by his body language after he threw that pick six that the magic was wearing off a little
1: bit. His arm arm got hit. It was kind of a fluky play. I was surprised he took that all the way back for a touchdown. That was
0: a backbreaker. Yeah. You know, there's an interesting – Interesting uh, fact about teams that win on the last last play of a game of a playoff game, so emotionally spent that the next week their record I don't think they won a playoff game. Think about, or th- their record usually isn't very good. Um, I think the one exception is the Titans mm-hmm. with the Music City Miracle, but well. Other than that, it's... Well, when it's a play like that, because you have field goals that win games. Right, but when it's like a, a fluky last-second
1: touchdown... Well, I mean, even you look at the Immaculate Reception in 1972. The Steelers played the undefeated Miami Dolphins the next week at home and lost. Well, let's talk about, yeah, a couple of these other plays, like the Dwight
0: Clark catch.
1: They won the Super Bowl.
0: So, okay. And then, I guess, Jacoby Jones, they won the Super Bowl. So, maybe the, the, the station that I heard on the radio doesn't know what they were talking about. Which
1: station was it? It was 950.
0: Oh,
1: okay. I mean, you look at uh, the Titans, they went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. So, the Cardinals, 2009, they won. Do you remember that game? was an overtime. It was overtime. They playing the Packers. Carlos
0: Dansby returned yeah. that pick
1: for a touchdown or a fumble for a touchdown or whatever. And... Uh, they lost the next week mm-hmm. by a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Seahawks, I think in 2014, went to the Super Bowl on kind of some fluky stuff. Well,
0: you think about that one. I mean, you could say that all the way through the playoffs in the NFC. You know, like the the Lions-Cowboys, that Calvin Johnson, catch-no-catch. No catch. That was the Packers-Cowboys. Oh, no. Oh, never mind. Never the mean. week before, right? Because –
1: was the, it Calvin Johnson? I thought it was because a, I, thought I thought the, the Lions. Was a pass thing.
0: I thought the Lions. Okay, maybe. Because the Lions Cowboys had a had a, a bad call yeah. or a, a fluky play. And then the Cowboys Packers had a fluky play with the Des Bryant catch, no catch. And then the Seahawks Packers. So oh, it's like each I mean, when you team. think
1: about it, too, the Seahawks had five turnovers in that game, and three of their interceptions were off deflections. Right. And off Jermaine Curse. Yeah.
0: Each team that like won on a crazy play or a fluky play or you know something that out of the ordinary, they lost the next week, and then of course the Super Bowl that shall not be named. That was a fluky play as well. So although what got them down there was a fluky yeah. play too, yeah. and that's what's never talked about. That's one of the craziest catches I will ever see. That Jermaine catch. Jermaine Kerr's catch. remember
1: Antonio Freeman on Monday Night
0: Football against the Vikings in like 1999? I yep. think it was. Yeah, was very yeah. similar, but it was you know not a not a, the Super yeah. Bowl. Although the catch last year that Edelman had, <sighs> were, yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, I don't know how he kept that off the ground.
1: Um, that was and it was a that was an interesting game to watch as someone who didn't really care who won. because by the by by when they started coming back, I was actually rooting for the Patriots to come back. How did that feel? It felt fine. You know, it was all right. And then they get to overtime, like, eh, I kind of want the Falcons to win this. As soon as New England got the ball, though, you knew it was over. Yeah, because you like, like I was looking at Dan Coyne, and I'm like, I really like that guy. But at the same time, I just didn't think they had what it takes to win a Super Bowl. And I, I just don't think Matt Ryan's a, a guy who's going to win a Super Bowl ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of competition in the NFC. You know, Packers obviously had a down year this year with Rodgers' injury. Uh, Cowboys had a down year because Dak came back to earth and Ezekiel Elliott missed six games. Seahawks had a down year because they couldn't block anyone. You know, so some upstart teams like the Rams, like the, um, like the Vikings, teams that, you know, at the start of the year, you could see some good things, but you didn't necessarily yeah. expect them to make the playoffs. With the
1: Vikings, uh, I think that they need to know that their quarterback situation has to get better. What would you do? All three of those guys are free agents. What would you do? I'd let Bradford go. I keep the I keep Bridgewater and uh, Keenum. That's the cheapest. That's the cheaper of the the options
0: because Bradford, I think, is going
1: to be you the most know expensive. What you're getting with Bradford. Which is injuries and check downs. And Bridgewater, let's see if he can come back. Full off season, healthy. I think he's the most talented quarterback they have. I'm not sure you're winning a Super Bowl with him. I'd draft a quarterback. Try to find a third round guy. Lou Falk? No. Uh, not not in that offense. Uh just find like somebody with some upside that can sit for a little bit. Because you're competitive, you're a playoff team. Oh yeah, you you're already competitive, and uh, this that was your, team could get a lot better if they made the right move. This
0: was your this could have been your your big window though this year. You know, yeah, with, it was it was
1: wide open, but and that's the Eagles are just too good. They're just they're a really talented good team, and Nick Foles is the Jeff Hostetler.
0: Ost- so let's talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. While we're on the topic of the Eagles and the Patriots, we talked about the two teams that lost the championship games a little bit. Now let's get to that Super Bowl. Um, If Carson Wentz is in this game, do you think the Eagles are favored?
1: I think the Eagles should should be favored anyway. But um, if Carson Wentz is a quarterback and they had just beaten the Vikings, whatever it was, 38-7? 14. 38-14. Um. Yeah, I think they'd be favored. That said, I think Carson Wentz might be more of a liability in this game than Nick Foles is. Explain because Foles has been around for a long time now. Right. He's seen more stuff. Uh, Wentz is just a flame-throwing young quarterback, and when he's off, he's still off, and he makes some bad decisions. And Foles is going to do exactly what he's supposed to do. And he still has a huge arm, too. Yeah. And, you know, I was just thinking
0: about this. The last decade, there have been a couple of second year quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson. You know, maybe Carson Wentz could have been that guy. But now it's.
1: it's Aaron Rodgers was. Was it his his second year? third
0: year starting. Third year starting. Okay. I mean, other than that, you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and and Drew Brees, you know.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Peyton Manning's second year was when the Colts became great. Mm -hmm. It was Brady's second year. That he started. That he started. So
0: that leap from rookie, and even look at it this year. Look at Jared Goff. This year, you know, making that leap. Well, to, he was
1: being coached too. That helps it a little bit. It makes a difference. That yeah. helps a
0: little bit. So, why is it that second year quarterbacks just have a, you know, are, are there's a window there for second year quarterbacks?
1: Well, I think it's because they've had they've had an off season, and now they know the offense. They've seen it before. The kind of the mist, mystifying NFL defense is gone. But I think you see in third years where things kind of come back down to earth. Yeah, but why? Because so then the defenses figure them out. There's it's just a series of adjustments. Like the um, you get in the NFL and you have to figure out everything that the defense is running, which is your first year. Second year, they're probably still playing you the same way because they don't exactly have the book on you, and the game's slowing down for you. Third year they adjust to everything
0: you're doing. So do you think Jared Goff is going to regress a little bit? Yes. Because you're right. Mariota and Winston both did regress this year, and this was their third year in the league. So d- next year, do you think Goff and Wentz are, are going to?
1: I think that uh, Mariota and Winston had the misfortune of playing for terrible coaches that are both coming back next year. That just They don't coach them up. Well, Mike Malarkey. Oh, yeah. I, I, I forgot that. Yeah. So you were
0: calling for Mike Mullargy to get fired and he got fired, so
1: Well and I, they initially I thought they were gonna keep him. Yeah. But so Dirk Cutter's staying. And right. so I don't think you're gonna see a leap from Winston. I, it's just it's not working there. But um, some of its coaching so Wentz will take I think that I I'm not sure if he's gonna take a step back as much as he might just stay firm because um, he's coached so well. I think it's gonna. This offseason,
0: ACLs for quarterbacks are interesting because you know you can do as much as much work in the you know film yeah. room as you want, but you got to keep your mechanics tight. And you know you're not planting and throwing off an ACL. You're That's rehabbing true. the ACL. And so if you're a young quarterback like a Deshaun Watson like a Carson Wentz, you know, second, and third year, respectively, you could be, yeah, doing everything in the film room, but you could lose a little bit of those mechanics.
1: That's true. That's true. I think that, it, I think that yeah. if I'm Wentz, I'm trying to remake myself as more of a pocket passer. I agree. And with Goff, so Goff has always been a talented passer. Um, he did well this year because they line up quickly They look at uh, the formation of the defense and then they call the play. Like what they did, like what he did at Cal. Yeah. So he was comfortable. And then in his, because they cut off uh, the mic and the helmet 15 seconds. So before 15 seconds in, McFay's in his helmet saying, uh, We're running this play through to this guy. What you're going to see is teams adjusting. After that, that they're going to go, okay, well, we're going to give him this look. Then we're going to move into that look. And they try to go no huddle a bit to make the teams play simpler. But defenses will adjust. Like you remember in college football and everybody lined up and still some teams do it. They line up, then they need to stare at the sideline. Yeah. And he worked for a little while. And then defensive coaches, their job, their life, their, the, the roof over their head is stopping these offenses. And they will always figure out a way to stop it. They figure out a way to, to stop the West Coast offense. The run and shoot. The wildcat. The wildcat. The read read option. The read option. I mean, it's all... And so then off, uh, offensive coaches, they have to come up with another thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just this constant chess match throughout every level of football. And... Goff is going to take a step back. I'd say they're probably going to be a eight and eight, nine and seventeen, maybe. So the
0: quarterback. Before we get to the Super Bowl, I have one more question for you about quarterbacks. Right. Um, the quarterbacks that are going to be entering their second year: Pat Mahomes, Trubisky, uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, I guess. Deshaun Kaiser, even though Cleveland's probably gonna draft a quarterback. But those second year guys. Second year's a starter is Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Garoppolo. Yeah. Okay, that's a good that's another good one. Uh, do you think is there any do you see any one of those quarterbacks making a leap to lead those teams to the playoffs and maybe even something? More? Watson. And, yeah. Uh Watson.
1: Gar- the Garoppolo just because the team around him is, is not great. It'll probably be another year, but I could see Deshaun Watson. J.J. Watts coming back. They got rid of Mike Vrabel, somehow got a head coaching job after the job he did at D.C. at Houston, which I don't understand, but the defense will be
0: better next year. Because they thought Mike Vrabel was uh, Kyle Shanahan. Have you seen those two? They look the exact same, except Vrabel looks like he's eaten a little more.
1: Vrabel is a guy that wins interviews, and I, I can see... There's a I,
0: I know a person very well, me, who wins <laughs> interviews. I do very well in interviews, um, so I I can understand that. Okay, Deshaun Watson would have been my my say as well because of the team around him and because he was a winner in college, his leadership capabilities, and I I when Cleveland traded down out of that spot, you knew Houston was going to take Deshaun Watson, yeah. and I thought Cleveland was. Just was stupid for taking for missing out on him. But now,
1: the lesson of Cleveland's failure is
0: metrics are no good in football. First and fourth pick in the draft this year for Cleveland. Do you see them taking a Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield?
1: Word is they want Josh Allen, which is the worst quarterback you can take there. Of course, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. This is
0: going to be kind of like a draft day. <laughs>
1: With the two picks and the well, quarterback. Uh, all, all uh, Cleveland needs to do is watch some film about how a quarterback reacted after he got hit and then work out a trade. With, with the Seahawks. With a, a preposterous trade with the Seahawks. Is that the worst sports movie ever? Have you seen that movie? I have. It is not the worst sports movie ever.
0: In my opinion, it's not even the worst Kevin Costner sports movie ever. Um, this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, but for my money, the worst, the worst sports movie, is Field of Dreams. And I know that everyone loves Field of Dreams, and it's a classic baseball movie, and yeah, James Earl Jones, and it's all about his dad, and and everything, and all he wants to do is. Play catch and play catch with his dad one more time. And if you build it, they will come. And I still can't do it, man. I can't take that movie seriously. Uh, Kevin Costner. I know he's been in three baseball movies. You've got Field of Dreams. You've got For the Love of the Game. And you got Bull Durham. I still can't see him as a baseball player. I can't see him related to baseball at all. So um, Kevin Costner. Is in the worst sports movie of all time, but it is not Bull Durham, or excuse me, it is not draft day. It is Field of Dreams. Now, on that note, the best sports movie. I think the best sports movie is, is a baseball movie. I think the best sports movie is Major League. It is high comedy. It is a great cast, and the acting is good. Uh, the only thing that bothers me—well, there's a couple things that bother me, but there's nothing about—those uh, games obviously are not played in Cleveland. They're played at another stadium. And uh, But the one thing I love about it is when I was growing up watching this movie— uh, the shortstop for the Yankees' last name was Danello, and that is my last name. If I may interject,
1: your gripe about the stadium is wrong. It is in Cleveland. It is in Cleveland. Um, I thought it was before Baltimore. Before they built Jacobs Field. No, oh, no, I take that back. I take that back. They played Milwaukee. They filmed it in Milwaukee. Okay. Okay. But they used to play in Cleveland Municipal Stadium. Yeah. Which looks almost exactly like the Milwaukee ballpark. Okay, so that's where I got confused. But they played Milwaukee. They sold it well. Yeah, okay. I, I, I was fine with that. I was fine with it.
0: I just love the fact that the shortstop for the Yankees was named Danello and for the for a while there, I wanted to be just like that. I wanted to be a shortstop for the Yankees because you know they already had one.
1: If we're talking best best baseball movie, I think Bull Durham's the one. Bull Durham is a good one. See, Costner's serious
0: baseball, serious sports movies. For Love of the Game, Draft Day, Field of Dreams, I don't like. His comedy sports movies, Bull Durham, Tin Cup, those ones I enjoy. I, he doesn't take himself so serious. I think Bull Durham
1: really gets baseball.
0: Yeah, well, and, and it's, it's the minor leagues, you know. I, I think there's something about the fact that it's the minor leagues, and it's just wanting to get one last shot at the majors for, for Costner and for um, Nuke. Lelouch. It is all about you know. He's the the rich first round pick, yeah. the high money guy. He knows he's gonna get there, and it's.
1: I, I think that yeah, I, that's probably my favorite baseball movie. Baseball lends to good movies. Uh, football, not so much. Rudy's probably the best football movie. <sighs> Damn it! I know you're right.
0: Probably is. I, it's not. It's not Remember the Titans, even though I like that movie, but it's not Remember the Titans. It's not the best of times. It's It's not not the Waterboy. It's not Friday Night Lights. It's not uh, Gridiron Gang. It's not Unnecessary Roughness. It's not The Longest Yard. Varsity
1: Blues is up there.
0: Varsity Blues is a good one, but that almost has football as a complementary piece as opposed to what's going on in high school. Uh, It's not any given Sunday, although that does probably have the best coach's speech. That or Blue Chips.
1: I think Blue Chips wins because there's like three great speeches.
0: That opening speech makes me, I would play for Nick Nolte in a heartbeat. I would run through a wall for that man.
1: So uh, back to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that tangent, everyone. Let's get back to the, the
1: Super Bowl. Um, I think that this is one of those games where uh, logic tells me one thing. But reality tells me another. And that is that I think the Eagles are the better team. Um, This game kind of reminds me of Denver and Carolina. Carolina was a better team, but I was positive that Denver would win. I think Philadelphia is a better team, but I think New England's going to win the game. They have far less talent, but they always do enough to win. And. It just seems, you know, it, like, it would be stupid to bet against them. Like, the Seahawks were better than them in uh, in 2014. But the Seahawks had half their, their secondary was, you know, unable to walk or tackle or move, so that helped. Um, but, this you know, they they always seem a little bit outmatched. And then the games where they're not outmatched in the Super Bowl, they lose. The two Giants yeah. once. So, you know, I just think it's... Uh, I think they'll figure out a way to stop those RPOs and those uh, play-action passes and the running game. And even though the Eagles are built perfectly defensively to beat them with a strong front four and man coverage and a good secondary, good linebackers, it just seems like they're gonna they're gonna win. I'm with you, man. I think
0: I think this game is gonna be closer than people think, but I think that it's going to end up being a uh, a Patriots win. Um, it's going to be interesting just for me to see if Gronkowski plays. Um, I think if Gronkowski plays, I like, I'm more confident. um, He still needs to pass the concussion protocol off of that vicious hit um, that he took. That was definitely a penalty. Um, I think that, uh, the Eagles are going to be able to stay with them. I think this is going to be a close game. I think that, that the Patriots are going to win, but I can see this game going into overtime. I could see this uh, going into be a tight game and yet another Tom Brady drive to win it. Um. So both of us think that the Patriots are going to win, and both of us think that it's going to be a close game. Right now, we are going to have a little bit of fun. Uh, We are going to talk about some of the prop bets that's going to be going on for the Super Bowl. So I'm going to read a couple of them, and some of them are pretty common. The ones that they have every year, such as the over/under for the national anthem. Hint: always take the over. Who's singing? Pink. Uh, or, or what color Gatorade is the winning coach going to be showered in? Um, so here is, is some of the prop bets. Will a player leave a game and not return due to concussion symptoms? Yes, plus 120, no, minus 150. I'd go with yes. I'd go with yes as well. Will Tom Brady be wearing a bandage on his right hand? Yes. Yes, minus 130. No, it's even money. Will Donald Trump take part in the pregame interview on NBC? No. No, minus 500. Total number of Donald Trump tweets during the game, over under two
1: and a half. I go under.
0: Yeah. Color of liquid. You've got clear, green, yellow, red, blue, orange, or no liquid thrown. I'm going green or yellow. That's plus 300.
1: Do you, have you ever, when was the last time Belichick got Gatorade dumped? Out? Did he get it last year? I
0: think I'm so. am not sure
1: if he did. I'm going to go with blue. You're
0: going to go with blue? Okay. Um, how many times Al Michaels will say underdog? Over, under three and a half. Over. Over. Uh, a lot of these are how many times Al Michaels will say words such as odds, point spread, Vegas, sports book, goat, pro football focus, Rocky, city of brotherly love, dynasty, Gronk. Who will Tony Dungy predict to win? Who will. Who will Rodney Harrison predict to win? I mean, that one's pretty obvious. National anthem over under 120 seconds. So this is going to be interesting. Um, So, yeah, this is going to be interesting. So um, I'm looking forward to some of these prop bets. All right, so now we're going to have a little bit of fun with some uh, cross-sport prop bets, um, such as which will be higher, Thunder and Lakers combined points on February 4th or Nick Foles passing yards.
1: We're also joined by a nine-month-old baby who woke up from his nap a little bit early. So if you hear any shrieking, hissing, or general exclamations, that's our, that's our guest host. Um, um, yep, that's
0: him right there. He <laughs> thinks that it's going to be a uh, Nick Foles passing yards. It sounded like is what he was saying there.
1: I would I would go with the the NBA score rather than
0: Thunder and Lakers combined points. Yeah. Uh, what's going to be higher, LeBron James points, assist, rebounds added together, or Patriots and Eagles combined points? with LeBron. I'm going to say Patriots and Eagles.
1: I think you're wrong. Well, I very well
0: could be. Which will be higher? Jordan Spieth final round score on the tournament that ending ending on that Sunday, or Jay Ajayi rushing yards.
1: Uh, Spieth's score will definitely be higher.
0: <laughs> Ajayi's not gonna have a lot of rushing yards. I don't think so. Which will be higher? <laughs> this is a good one. Phil Mickelson average driving distance. Tom Brady passing yards.
1: And how much? How far can he drive it? Where's He's this? usually two seventy. I think Tom Brady will definitely definitely uh, exceed that.
0: I, I do, too. A uh, couple of record props. Will any player break the Super Bowl record of 466 passing yards? No. Will any player break the Super Bowl record of 204 rushing yards? No. Will any player break the Super Bowl record of 14 receptions? I could see that one. Well, that was set last year by James White, so it could be James White again this year. That's true. Will any player break the Super Bowl record of four field goals? No. Will both teams combine to break the Super Bowl record of 10 touchdowns? No. Okay.
1: I'm thinking it's like it's going to be like 21-17.
0: You say 21-17. I'm going to say 24-21, and we are both going.
1: 24-21 was the score last time. Man.
0: We are both going with the Patriots.
1: With uh, Donovan McNabb's eight-minute, two-minute drill. Yep.